0: everyone. My name is Michelle, and welcome to RomCom Weekly. Today, my friend John is back on the podcast, and we're talking about the movie No Strings Attached. Hello, John.
1: How's it going? Ready to do the sequel?
0: <laughs> I'm excited. This will be a really interesting conversation, I think. For sure. So, a few things about this movie. It was released in January of 2011. It's directed by Ivan Reitman, written by Elizabeth Merriweather. It stars Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. The imdb.com summary is, a guy and a girl try to keep their relationship strictly physical, but it's not long before they learn that they want something more. It has a 6.2 on IMDb, and it made around $149 million worldwide. Okay, John, so uh, I think this conversation will be interesting (laughs) for a few reasons. Obviously, for listeners out there, John and I talked about Friends with Benefits, the Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake movie. That Check is, out the
1: last episode. Selfless plug.
0: <laughs> which is, you know, basically the exact same premise and plot of this movie. And just to reiterate the ratings we gave that movie. Um, so I started off giving that movie a seven and I ended Shocking. I, I ended with a <laughs> 6.4 and <laughs> you gave that movie a 6.5. Correct. Okay. So with all that context, What are you rating this movie on a scale from 1 to 10?
1: I said it before, and I'll say it again. I will be shocked if my score is not (laughs) lower than yours. I mean, I would hope your score for this movie would be lower than it was for Friends with Benefits. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to put that out there now. So if it's not, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm just setting that precedent right now. A lot of pressure. Uh, I gave this movie a 3. 3? And that is a a generous 3. Which I will get into about what I like about this movie, because there is an exact science for why I gave it a three, and it could have easily been lower.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. I think this is officially the lowest score of any movie we've talked about.
1: That seems about right. It feels like I would be the person to give the lowest score ever on your podcast, and I am 100% ready to defend
0: it. Oh boy. Okay. I'm I'm stunned. (laughs) I'm a loss for words. So I'm going to disappoint you, John. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) If you gave this a score higher than Friends with Benefits, (laughs) I'm going to be so disappointed with you.
0: (laughs) So you're going to be disappointed with me. I'm giving this a scotch higher than Friends with Benefits. Oh, my gosh. I'm giving this a 6.7. Okay. Okay. I I just feel (laughs) like... I mean, it's
1: not significantly higher. So I guess it's mm-hmm. like, I can see why you did that. I will say that now. It's understandable. Okay. Thank I you will for you I will tell you you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> but I will say I understand why you did that.
0: Okay. Thanks for understanding. Thanks for being so supportive. Okay. Um, yeah. So obviously my hot take that I'm clearly opening with is that I like this movie a little bit better than Friends with Benefits. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mentioned that in that episode, just based off memory, because I haven't seen No Strings Attached in a really long time until last night. Okay. So upon re-watching this movie with fresh eyes and ears, I, I think I enjoy this slightly more. <sighs> but okay, so let's <laughs> let's unpack this. There's a lot to dive into, I feel. I had okay. this
1: like feeling that you were gonna enjoy because this is definitely more like your kind of rom com where it mm. was like not I mean, we talked about it last time with Friends with Benefits, where the reason why I enjoyed it more was because it followed a logical, like, okay, this makes sense, mm-hmm. like the decisions and everything. And this movie definitely did not follow that, which is why you probably enjoyed it more and I hated
0: it. Very, very possible. <laughs> so are are you saying that you hate this movie?
1: I would not watch this movie again. I okay. will not say I hate it. Like it's not like a type of movie where I will like go out of my way to bash it, but I will not ever watch it again unless like someone really 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 wants to mm-hmm. <laughs> watch it and makes me watch it with them. Otherwise, I would probably never watch this movie again. It's very forgettable to me.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. It's very forgettable. In the realm of rom-coms, it's definitely forgettable. Yes. Um, but if we're comparing contrasting to Friends with yes. Benefits, this is, you know, obviously a little bit higher for me. But I kind of want to give this movie a fair shot in okay. the sense of if we could talk about this movie on its own, that would be ideal. But I realize it's kind of tainted because we've talked at length about Friends with Benefits already.
1: Oh, I, when I was rating, I tried my best to make sure I didn't compare it to because okay, if I okay. had, it probably would have been a one. Oh boy. <laughs>
0: Okay, so the reason I'll say we're talking about this movie is because we talked about Friends with Benefits, and it just seemed like the natural fit to talk about this movie. It came out the same year, 2011, yes. which is a really weird move by Hollywood Studios.
1: And they almost made pretty much the same amount. I think, I mean, yes. Friends with Benefits made like 0. 0.3 million more, and yes. that's. It, but it was very, very similar because, I mean, they're kind of the same movie. Which, so.
0: you know, it did pretty well. 100 and Around $150 million is is a lot of money.
1: I will say, in your favor, No Strings Attached technically had a smaller budget, so it technically made more revenue than mm. Friends with Benefits.
0: Interesting. Okay. What's your relationship with this movie?
1: Uh, I don't really have a relationship with this movie. It's, it's for the sake of the comparison that, like, I know this movie always existed because I remember, like, when Friends with Benefits and this one came out, like, I was thinking, oh, this is totally the same movie that's really strange and then also because mm-hmm. Natalie Portman is or was on my list you know mm-hmm. the freebie five which has been discussed at length in various genres but um, yes she was on my list as was Mila Kunis so it's like you you kind of can't help mm. but
0: compare for sure Um, yeah I don't think I have any kind of relationship with this movie either but I do think that I've seen this more than friends with benefits which I mentioned on that episode as well I haven't seen this movie in years. I think maybe the reason why for the higher rating is that I was genuinely pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I think I went into my rewatch being like, yeah, this probably won't make me feel anything. But as the movie kept going, I was like, oh my gosh, Ludacris is in this movie. Oh my gosh, Kevin Kline's in this. It just kept building. I was like, wow, this cast is really, really talented. But let's hold on that because I have more to add. But yeah, I think that I was just pleasantly surprised and thus the higher rating.
1: Okay. I'm just, I'm absorbing what you're saying right now.
0: But yes. (laughs) Yes. um, I know there's going to be a lot of disagreements, but I'm here for it. (laughs) Yes. So for a movie that you're giving a three, what are some things you like about this movie?
1: So I will say, I mean, so- Back to the reason why I gave it a three. So the exact reason why is I gave it one point because of Natalie Portman, her acting was actually decent in it. And I enjoyed her performance. The other two points are comprised of 0.5 from ludicrous 0.5 from Jake Johnson <laughs> Point 0.5 for Greta Gerwig, and point 0.5 for Lake Bell, which would have been one point until the ending ruined her character for me. Mm. Which we will talk about <laughs> later. But yes. So that was the reason why I gave it the three. Natalie Portman clearly carried this movie for me. I did enjoy her role in it. I think she she did it well. I think much kind of like with Friends of Benefits, there was that sort of sense of role reversal where Emma... Uh, Natalie Portman's character is emotionally unavailable versus Adam, who is on the far other end of the spectrum and is like way more emotional and needy and clingy and all that. Mm-hmm. And then the other selfish region is I enjoyed all the L.A. locations because a lot of the stuff uh, where like the bar is and some of the other shots where they're walking around L.A. is all in Culver City, which is where I used to work. So it was mm. funny <laughs> when they were shooting those things. I was like, oh, I've been there. Oh, that restaurant. I've been there, too. <laughs>
0: That's so fun. I actually wrote down a note for myself to talk about L.A. with you on this movie because.
1: Yeah, it's real L.A. heavy.
0: Yeah, it takes place exclusively in L.A., and I wanted to get your thoughts on how you thought that L.A. was depicted in this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, much in the same way you probably enjoyed all the New York landmarks in Mm -hmm. Friends with Benefits, I enjoyed all the L.A. landmarks. I mean, I think it portrayed it pretty well. Um, You know, when they went mini-golfing, it's like, I've been there that's castle park that's awesome i love that place it's it looks way better in the movie than it actually is but it's still a great place to go mm-hmm. and then yeah the culver city landmarks were, were kind of because it's you know that's where i used to it used to be my old haunting ground so we're used to nice. like go and hang out with co-workers grab lunch grab dinner and all that and then yeah the scene where they're hanging out by all the food trucks i'm pretty sure i can't be 100 percent sure but i think that's like the pacific design center which is a like also a cool place Okay. And then, of course, they did the iconic Lachma shot with all the uh, the lights outside. Mm-hmm. So that Are was those also good. still there? Oh, yeah, they're still there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like as someone who has been to L.A. a number of times, I feel like this movie did L.A. justice.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it, it definitely painted a, a very pretty picture while avoiding all the traffic, yeah, which we will yeah, also talk point. about later, good especially point. for that drive <laughs> for Santa Barbara. I'm like, there's no way they would have made that wedding in time, but okay. <laughs>
0: I love it. I'm here for it. Okay, so I agree with you about Natalie Portman. I think that she is the best part of this movie. She is carrying it. I feel like she also just looks incredibly beautiful in this movie.
1: Oh, yes. No disagreement there.
0: Yeah, she looks so beautiful. I think her hair, like, she's really tan in this also. Yeah. The, the one observation I made about Natalie Portman is that I think this is the only rom-com she's done. Correct? Yeah, I think so.
1: I mean, she's done other comedies
0: hmm
1: before that had sort of romance sort of element to them but yeah i think this is the only like solidly rom-com movie she has done i think
0: yeah and i like her in this genre so i also observed that she is an executive producer on this movie
1: yes because i think originally she was supposed to only be executive producer mm, and then she I ended up that. yeah she ended up just being cast
0: Yeah, it's interesting to me that an actress of her caliber would, I'm not, I sound like I'm kind of crapping on her decision to do this movie, but (laughs) it's interesting to me that she would choose this movie Yes, as the first and maybe only rom-com to do, and for the story to be a very predictable one, you know, not that iconic of a movie, it just, it's an interesting choice, and I wonder what was going on in her mind about this.
1: I mean, I think there is something to be said where – I mean, I think if you were looking just at the script – maybe there would be some appeal there i mean i i think there are some shortfalls with regards to i guess how the story goes but maybe on paper it seemed like it made a lot more sense yeah i mean i will say out of like other actresses that could have done that role it's most believable that she's actually a doctor since she did actually go to harvard <laughs> and she actually does seem like a smart intelligent person so she she pulls that off yes you know believably so yeah i mean i think you know, I'm willing to say that the script probably had a lot more promise before mm. they actually did it, and then the actual execution of it is probably what left something to be desired.
0: Mm-hmm. Good point. Anything else for you?
1: No, I mean <laughs> that's pretty much. <laughs> Short list. I can really think hard about what I liked about this movie.
0: <laughs> okay, that's ju- that's fair. For and a movie that, that you're that's a that's it. Okay, got it. Well, I'm gonna. I have like two more points here. Okay. I mentioned earlier the supporting cast. I'm just going to list the actors who are in this movie besides Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. I mentioned Kevin Klein as dad. Yes. Mindy Kaling as Shira. Greta Gerwig as Patrice. Jake Johnson as Eli. Ludacris as Wallace. Yes. Lake Bell as Lucy. And shout out... carrie ells as dr metzner you can't
1: even recognize him because of like the wig and everything else it just looks very weird like when he showed up i was like wait is that carrie what
0: yeah uh i have more to add on that later in a different category but i mean just that lump of people incredibly talented and i wish they had more to do because they're such great talent but i understand you know it's a movie it's a limited amount of time that you have to tell a story but I kind of wish that they were given more to do
1: yeah I mean I I do think like I mean Greta Gerwig is sort of like here and there and it's sort of interesting because it's just sort of weird to be like oh wow that's Greta Gerwig uh yeah and uh I mean Jake Johnson fits in very very nicely and I think his role is about probably what it should have been in terms of like you know the quirky best friend and him Mm -hmm. and Ludacris sort of play that play that role I do wish we had gotten more Lake Bell uh, yes. she is very underrated in my opinion, just in general, but she, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed her role a lot again until the very end, which just, <laughs> ugh, gosh, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you though. I mean, it would have been nice to get a little bit more out of the, you know, the supporting cast, I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: just cause yeah. it is qual- there are quality people in it.
0: Yeah. Legitimately quality people. And to kind of add to that is that I really appreciate all the diversity in this movie
1: also a good point. That is true. I didn't think about that, but that is a good point.
0: I I feel like it was genuinely made an effort. It didn't feel overly contrived. Yeah. And also just really random shout out is that Emma's sister, Katie, is with an Indian guy who we we like see for like a split second on screen, yeah. but I I appreciated that. Like look, it doesn't take a lot for me to really appreciate these rom-coms. Uh, yes, <laughs> you, that's you true. Make effort, <laughs> you make an effort. I definitely notice it. Would I have appreciated maybe the main protagonists to be people of color? Sure. But I'll take it.
1: I mean, that definitely would have fit with the the doctor stereotype. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. I think that's all I have as well um, about things I like. So (laughs) let's pivot to what are some things you don't like? And I think you'll probably have a much longer list than I do on this.
1: My list isn't actually that long. It's just the things on it are significant. Adam okay. is so needy, it's painful. <laughs> like, it's too much. It's mm. too much. I mean, I get he's trying to lean into, like, the the, the whole role so of being super emotional and showing that he is, like, you know, that sort of very clingy stereotype. But part of it also is it just doesn't seem super believable coming from Ashton Kutcher, just because I don't, like it was hard for me to believe like oh yeah he would actually be this needy especially with like his upbringing like he's the he's the son of an actor so in theory you'd think Yo, he's he's super spoiled blah 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 and mm. all that and so i mean i get him being needy but like it's just it's a li- it was a little bit much and it was hard for me to sort of like it was hard for me to really like empathize and just believe that would be this needy, would be Mm. this clingy. It was a little too much. And then I think in general, like kind of just going hand in hand with that, like the story and the dialogue to me just seemed really, it seemed really disjointed in terms of like how we got from point A to point B. I mean, they sort of set the premise of like, okay, they're, they're polar opposites in terms of like the sentimental, like how they sort of deal with the sentimental. And then they... You know, And then they're like, okay, we're just going to agree to do this. And then he sort of drops that sort of ominous hint of like, oh, well, you better not fall in love with me, which is usually what the girl says to the guy who is usually the one who's like emotionless. It's like, ha, 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 ha. He's joking about it. And that's what's actually going to happen. It's like, yeah, we know. We know. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I didn't actually find this movie that funny. Like, Mm -hmm. it just seemed like the romance was kind of there, but the comedy really wasn't
0: for me. So I agree with you on that. I observed that Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher themselves in this movie are not very funny. I think the funny bits are all the side characters, is the ensemble
1: cast.
0: 100%. And I think, if I may, again, to compare with Friends with Benefits, is that my point from that movie is that it's just them. There's no side characters, which is its own thing. I get it. But I don't think it was that funny in Friends with Benefits either. I think just because it's just the two of them, there's not a lot of opportunity for other banter and stuff like that. And so I think that that kind of happens in this movie, but it's still not the main characters that are the funny people. And I'm okay with that. Um, uh-huh. But I agree with you that it's actually not that funny.
1: I mean, that's the other thing too. I was trying really hard uh, not to compare it to Friends with Benefits. But then mm-hmm. like later on, like after I'd finished... Like, I Once I set my score, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the comparison now, but I'm not going to change my score based off of the comparison. But if we do compare, I think Friends with Benefits was way funnier than this movie. Mm. Because I also feel like the chemistry was a lot more believable between Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis and their conversations to me were also funnier. And I think, like, they had more sort of, like, wibbety, like, sort of, like, back and forth with them. And because, like, the movie was so centered on them, I think that's what makes it a better movie by itself, like, on its own. Mm -hmm. Though I do think it's interesting that even though you admit there's no comedy in this, you're still willing to say it's better than Friends with Benefits. I know. I know.
0: I'm going to stand by it. That's my hot take that I'm going to stand by. Last time
1: I said I wasn't going to change your opinion, this time I'm like, I'm going to try to change your opinion. Because (laughs) I feel like you also just made my argument for me. Like, Friends with Benefits was focused on the couple. It didn't need the side characters to carry it. Whereas Mm. this movie absolutely needed the side characters because without them, there's pretty much zero comedy in it. And it's barely even a romance.
0: That's a fair point. I think I just appreciated the side characters that much more. Okay. Uh, About Adam, though, I want to circle back because his neediness, for some reason, didn't bother me. But I I did think that Ashton Kutcher was just kind of meh. In this movie. Yeah. I, I don't think that he, or maybe it's just the character of Adam. He just didn't really bring anything to the table for me. And I feel like it could have been played by pretty much any other white actor.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing that really bugged me so much is they were trying so hard to sort of portray him as like the more emotional one or whatever, but Ashton Kutcher and himself just wasn't very emotional like even during like the more emotional parts he like his demeanor was pretty much the same as just every other time in the movie like when he goes to visit Kevin Klein's character you know his dad in the hospital and he has like this whole like discussion with him and he has a whole like revelation like there's like nothing he's still acting the same way he was when he was taking the dog from his ex-girlfriend Vanessa outside he was still acting the same as you know when he went to like the funeral at the very beginning of the movie like his emotional level is exactly the same Mm. so if I'm supposed to believe that he's this emotionally needy person or this like person who's very in tune with his heart it's like you need to show me something and you showed me nothing.
0: That's a really good point. Yeah. Do you think it's just the acting range of Ashton Kutcher or is it the character of Adam?
1: I think it has some... I mean, I think it's mostly Ashton Kutcher. I think he could have done a bit more. I mean, even Natalie Port like Natalie Portman is supposed to be the one who doesn't handle sentimental things more, but she showed me a lot more with her subtlety than Ashton mm-hmm. Kutcher. Like Ashton Kutcher has no subtlety. It's pretty yep. much just like you either know exactly what he's doing or that or you don't. Like there's nothing like there's no in between with him. And I think that's part of the problem and why it was so hard for me to sort of like just sympathize for him or just like even want to like cheer him on or like believe like oh yeah like he deserves to have this i mean obviously he does he has some cute gestures that he does like in there like you know the bringing the balloon to the hospital it's like okay that's cute like he's trying to be you know he's trying to be nice and thoughtful and i get that but i just needed a little bit more at least to show that he i don't know actions aren't everything I need, I need something else besides that. I need to like see it. And I, and I didn't with him. So it was just hard for me to be like, oh yeah, I really want this to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think Natalie Portman is way more expressive of an actor. I mean, she's got an Oscar to prove it. So yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs>
1: Ashton Kutcher, meanwhile, did dude, where's my car?
0: Yes, yes. I actually thought about this. I don't think I've seen that many Ashton Kutcher movies. And that's probably I just he doesn't evoke any kind of feelings for me. I think he's he's a beautiful face to look at. And I think maybe I just know him so much as this character on that 70s show where he's so goofy and ridiculous. But yeah, like I haven't seen him do a lot of different kind of things. I yeah. saw what's that movie? Um he played Steve Jobs. I did yes, see that.
1: He did do that. And I actually didn't think he was that bad in it, but that's also because again, like Steve Jobs is supposed to be kind of emotionless, and so it kind of works mm. in his favor.
0: So that's his brand, just emotionless acting. Well,
1: I think it's either that or frat Boy. Like his best acting was probably in the opening scene <laughs> when he's at like the college frat party. I'm like, oh, this is believable. It's Ashton Kutcher, Okay. Right. Like <laughs> I I can believe that. But <laughs> the rest of it, I'm like, meh. Mm. <laughs>
0: I hear you. I hear you. I mean, we agree that this movie is kind of ridiculous and outrageous, but did you pick up any themes from this movie?
1: I mean, the obvious one, which is just both like the ha-ha, wink-wink, just friends with benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other one, which I think they could have done a little bit more with, was the sort of like parental influence on like their kids' perceptions of love, which Mm. I will also touch upon when we talk about our WTF moments because yes. there's a pretty big one there, which really bugged me.
0: Yeah, I think they could have utilized Kevin Klein a lot more in a non-outrageous way.
1: Well, not even that, but I think also just with the mom, like you know, she literally shows up twice, and that's it. And I think mm. that, like, considering like the revelation at the end of like her saying, like, "Oh, I feel like you were afraid to show that you weren't okay because you're trying to be strong for me," and that's why it's like you know, you sort of put up that strong face all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so you're going to talk about this now out of the blue. right now on the car ride but you don't reference it at all for the rest of the movie except at the very very beginning which was before the funeral happened so it doesn't even make sense so yeah i mean but i think you know that's a good theme to touch on and it's a very like real theme but i feel like they didn't do enough with it which i was kind of disappointed by
0: yeah there was a lot of opportunity for other things to happen i i hear you on that I guess one of my takeaways is, and I don't don't think this is necessarily entirely true in life, but friendship is an important foundation in romantic relationships, right? Like Emma and Adam, even though they fight it, they eventually do become friends. And that's kind of what builds into this relationship. But yeah, it it wasn't like a a heavy takeaway kind of movie about love and life. So that's why I think this movie is also pretty forgettable in many ways agreed um do you have a favorite scene
1: <sighs> okay so i will <laughs> be honest i had to think really really hard about
0: this one okay
1: i spent way more time on this question than i probably <laughs> did on the rest because i i honestly wanted to come away and just say i didn't really have one but mm. the one i finally decided on was emma driving in her car after she's like seen him with a. Uh, with lucy and things Mm -hmm. like that she lost him and she's driving listening to his mix and eating donut holes in the car (laughs) i think that was the only time i remember actually laughing out loud because it was actually funny to me because it was just it was everything uh sort of like all encompassed in one which is why it was great so yes that was my favorite scene
0: (laughs) that's a good scene i like that scene a lot too like we finally kind of see this woman who's tried to be so hard and emotionless kind of break down and eat donut holes like stuffing them in her face i loved it you know what but similar to you there were no obvious scenes that stood out to me either and you
1: still gave this a 6.7
0: i know i know (laughs) there's no rhyme or reason john you know it's just an emotional reaction to the movie that that came to me after i saw it okay so i i kind of just came up with the period scene Okay. Like when he brings cupcakes, this I'm kind of just like this is my Hail Mary. I don't really have a favorite scene either. But <laughs> it made me laugh because I for some reason I was like, we don't really see a lot of rom coms where women are going through their period together. Right. And it just was And their kind gay of funny. roommate too. It's and like you're not roommate. even a woman.
1: What are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Greta Gerwig's character says it's like a crime scene in my pants and Yes. I was like, I feel kind of seen right now. This is kind of nice. And then he makes the the period mix.
1: Which I appreciated because I'm definitely the guy who made a lot of mixes for friends and stuff. But Aww. yes, but I did enjoy, I will say, you know, I did enjoy all these sort of on theme tracks that he chose because I was like, that's 100% something I would have done too. <laughs> um, so yes, that is a good scene. I think that's probably my number. That was probably my contender for favorite scene. Oh, okay. But I didn't didn't actually laugh as much as I did with the driving. You're right. It's
0: not like a ha-ha laugh out loud scene for sure. All right. Here we are. We've arrived at the WTF moments. Okay. So plot holes and most unrealistic moments. You've prepared me. I'm ready to hear what you have.
1: Okay, so that whole revelation scene of with the mom and Emma to me is completely wasted because of the opening scene where they're sitting on the bench at camp and she already says that she's bad with the sentiment stuff. And she shows like how awkward she is about it when young Adam reveals like, oh, yeah, my parents are getting a divorce and he's like crying about it. And she already shows she's bad at the emotion. But then fast forward to after all this years and the mom says like, oh, I feel like you're only bad about the sentimental stuff because after your dad died, you're trying to be strong for me. It's like, no, that's actually not true. Because Mm -hmm. the opening scene has already showed us that you were bad about this before the father even died. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, okay, this revelation explains a lot and makes total sense and is reasonable. But at the same time, you've already sort of said it's not the real reason because of that opening scene. So that makes me feel like that opening scene either shouldn't have happened or you needed to change up the sort of premise of it and not set up the whole like sentimental aspect Mm. of it. It just ruined it.
0: That's a great one. I didn't catch that. Uh, Yeah, I did think the opening scene where they're at summer camp and Adam's like crying and then he asks if he can finger her. It's great. But yeah, you're right. A hundred percent there's no reason for her to be so jaded about love at such a young age.
1: Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense. Cause I like either that or, you know, they shouldn't have done the mom's revelation. I think the mom's revelation is good. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that they should have played upon more as we kind of mentioned earlier, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you can't have both of those scenes because they don't, Mesh together, and
0: it's disappointing. Yeah, and also I did appreciate the mom scene, the driving thing. It just it came really late in the movie, like really late, like maybe ten minutes left in the movie. Yeah. So Emma has this big revelation within like an evening.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it bugged me too, and then also just sort of like I think you're right. Like I think this sort of relates back to when I said the whole like sort of disjointed story. Like it didn't make sense to have it there. It also Mm. didn't make sense that she was like okay you know, for your birthday, like, we'll go on a date together. I'll give you, like, one night. And then she's, like, freaks out at the end of it. It's like, what did you expect Mm. was going to happen if you were going to allow the date to do all these things that broke your quote-unquote rules that you set from before and you've already sort of shown that you are, you know, you do feel something for him? It didn't make sense that... It was like that. It was just, it was weird. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't like that sequence of events. It didn't really sort of drive with me at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there, there was that. And then the other one was just, yeah, Alvin, Adam's dad, like dating Vanessa, ending up with Lucy at the end. Oh gosh, <laughs> that just crushed me. Cause I was so mad. Cause up until that point, Lucy was, you know, contender for one of my favorite characters. Cause she was great. She was quirky. She was supportive. She was yeah. also like trying to be, you know, She was the right amount of quirky and right amount of like awkward that it was like, okay it kind of actually makes sense where like Adam and Lucy kind of like had some chemistry in that way because they both seem a little bit like weird and like awkward with each other. And then Mm -hmm. she goes and gets with his dad. It's like, what? Why? like And they also just put it at the end in the credits. It's like, why did you do this? Why? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Uh,
0: Agree Uh. with you. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think I feel as passionately upset as you two about this i think it was just we need to have more screen time with kevin klein and lake bell what can we have them do oh let's just smash them together
1: yeah but see that's just like that's lazy it's lazy and it's also a lazy use of both of them because they Mm -hmm. both are you know they're both funny and they're both good in their own right and it's like you can do more with just putting them together randomly at the end like it just
0: i agree with you
1: and it also lessens the impact of that whole hospital scene when he like sort of like you'd think that sort of would be a wake up call well, see, at least the that's the way they kind of set it up was that he, it was kind of a wake up call for him where he's just like oh you know i'm not like as young as i used to be like i don't even like little wing and i'm doing these like weird things it's <laughs> like okay and then you have this like confession that you make to adam about how he needs to like pursue emma and then he goes and does the exact same thing again it's like what was the point of that i mean i guess it's for adam's benefit but Alvin's not supposed to get anything out of it. I I don't Mm. know. I just, uh, I I saw that and I was like, no, I was already annoyed with this movie and you're making me even
0: angrier. (laughs) I think that they're just both to be like the butt of the joke.
1: I guess. But Lucy was so good. She was supportive. She like got him. Like he even says like, Oh, I wouldn't have gotten, you know, to this point with his episode without you. And it's true. She was like a good friend to him.
0: Mm -hmm. God. Yeah, she really wanted him to succeed. So I agree with you on that. It is a little bit weird. The worst. <laughs> I have uh a few. Mostly just again, I guess you said it best, it's just disjointed. The scene with the waitress, whose name is Joy, played by Abby Elliott. Yes. Sure, I liked her. She was she added some small comic relief to the movie but it was just so random and unnecessary for this other woman to be there and then them just confessing their love to each other and then Adam wanting to be part of a threesome. Again, I think it was just to drive Emma jealous, but right. it went like too long, I think. It, it just didn't need all that extra screen time. It, it was just random. It felt disjointed. Uh, didn't need it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it was definitely trying to... Like drive the whole like jealousy angle really really hard, um, mm. but yeah, it did seem a little bit prolonged and a little yeah. unnecessary
0: i will say though like the immediate scene following that where emma chases them out with i don't know a golf club or tennis racket or something yes
1: and she calls them pumpkins she, which pumpkins also, which they're very <laughs> oddly hung up on i'm like okay it's, i guess it's just because you're drunk and that's why you're so hung up on the fact she's calling you pumpkins but i
0: thought it was really funny for some reason <laughs> and then one of the girls responds she's like we're not pumpkins we're ladies <laughs> i don't know why i was just like why was that line necessary? But I, I, I was here for it. I guess. Yeah,
1: but I think to your point though, it does seem a little kind of like yeah, it does seem a little out of the blue and kind of just random. Also, it doesn't really make sense because if they're clearly into each other, and then it's like, okay, why are you even going to Adam's house then? Like you, right, you're clearly right? just into each other, so it's just it's weird. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy Ludacris's Happy Holidays though. I was like, that's right, <laughs> Ludacris, get your rapper cred in there somehow. <laughs>
0: I totally forgot Ludacris was in this. And apparently one other point of trivia is that I guess there's a scene where they're drinking vodka or tequila and it's his brand, yeah. which I didn't know that he had his own brand of I mean, don't alcohol? most rappers
1: have their own brand of liquor at this I point? I feel like it's like part of the, the look is you have to have your own alcohol.
0: When I think of Ludacris now, I think of the Fast and Furious movies.
1: Yeah. He's transitioned well. I don't think
0: well. of him as a rapper or from this movie at all. I don't know what else he's done besides the Fast and Furious films, but I love those movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, he needs to stay there. Like, it, I mean, I both was glad that he was in this movie, but also being like, oh, Ludacris, why are you in this movie? Like, <laughs> like, you don't need to be in this movie. You're a rapper, man. Like, mm. you, it makes way more sense for you to be Fast and Furious and talk about, you know, like women and cars and music and all that. And it's like in this movie, it's like, I mean, he's surprisingly the voice of reason-ish. Like, he, he sort of tells it the way it is, which is good. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, why are you in this movie, man? Like, mm. this is not the way to start your movie career. Like, this is the genre that you wanted to, like, right. break in on. Like, it just, it's weird.
0: Again, I was shocked. I was like, oh, ludicrous. Totally forgot. Uh, Carrie Ellis, I mentioned him as Dr. Metzner. So I'm putting this under WTF because, <laughs> yeah, why? Why is he in this movie? Uh, it's not like he's a no-name actor. I feel like there was something else in the script that ended up getting cut on the cutting room floor. Emma has a crush on him, but why? And it feels weird for an actor of his quote-unquote caliber to play such a small part in this movie. And like he's unrecognizable, to your point earlier.
1: I mean, I think that's also part of it. Because I mean, I think with all due respect to him, he's not like i mean he obviously is beloved for princess bride but besides that like there is not a ton of stuff he's actually you know known for and celebrated for i mean besides robin hood men in tights which is a i classic. was gonna
0: say i dispute robin, that hood, robin hood men, hood, men, men and tights is great
1: <laughs> but besides those it's sort of like i don't know so maybe he just did it for you know the comedy aspect because he's like oh i get to like dress up and look completely unrecognizable this mm-hmm. way but Yeah, I mean, you're right. It is a little sort of like, okay, why are you here?
0: (laughs) Well, disjointed. I'm going to keep using your word because I felt like we were missing a whole plot here. Like Mindy Kaling's character is like, no, don't approach him. Don't approach him. Right. It was weird.
1: And you still I gave did. it a 6.7. I'm just going <laughs> to keep saying it over and over again because I'm like, at least the story and friends and benefits made fence. That's all. A
0: lot of things don't make sense, but I'm okay with that. All right.
1: I'll It's <laughs> so frustrating
0: with... you right now. I love it's it.
1: It's fine because it's just like, it's weird because you're like, a agree with my points. So I was like, then why is your score higher? It doesn't make
0: sense. <laughs> it made me happy last night. I think I needed an escape and I think this delivered.
1: Hmm. That is interesting. That's very telling. I guess when you were watching Friends with Benefits, what was your situation at the time? Did you feel like you needed an escape and it didn't provide that escape to you? And that's why you didn't like it as much?
0: I I, I don't remember and I don't know why. I'm trying to think more critically about it still. And I I don't really have a logical reason, I guess.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: (laughs) I think it's maybe just jarring to see JT in that role. I mean, I liked him, you know, but I don't take him seriously as an actor. But then again, mm. I don't really, you know, Ashton I was Kutcher. Like, didn't you really don't take bring Ashton Kutcher
1: seriously either. This is the thing. So I will say, if we're going to do the direct comparison, Natalie Portman, better actress than Mila Kunis. Mm. But Justin Great. Timberlake is a better actor than Ashton Kutcher. So oh, I guess it depends on like how you sort of view that disparity, but I will say chemistry wise, I thought the chemistry was way better between Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. Okay. okay.
0: Uh, sure. Chemistry. Uh, I'll, I'll, eh, I don't really know about the chemistry. I haven't really <laughs> thought about that too much, but I will say though, if again, we're talking about comparing the two movies and in the episode we talked about, I mentioned that it talks about rom-coms within the movie. Right. And I think it, takes me out of the ability to enjoy that movie. I
1: knew it was going to be that it was hiding on your own genre. And that's why you gave it. That's what that point three difference is, is because friends with benefits was being too real for you.
0: Not too real. It's just, I feel like I was being condescended to. And I think that this movie allows me to just live in this stupid and outrageous world where it's like, great we know what we're getting ourselves into and it's not trying to be smarter than it is or i don't know not dumber than it is but it's just it is you know <laughs> okay. so i think that i appreciated this and it just let me ride the ride that's fair that's my point that i'm gonna stick to
1: i think that's gonna be the main point i think that's the only reason why you read it
0: differently yes I just don't appreciate, I mean, it's not just Friends with Benefits. There are other films, other rom-coms where they talk about other rom-coms. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't need to be talked to this way right now.
1: (laughs) Don't judge me is basically what you're saying.
0: Exactly. Don't judge me. I judge myself. It's fine. As long as I'm happy, that's all I need to, to be okay with. Any other WTF moments for you here?
1: I mean, I kind of mentioned it but yeah i mean they definitely cut out la traffic nightmare that is there like the the whole like drive to santa barbara like makes sense but then when they're talking about like oh we're gonna do breakfast and then we're gonna somehow make it back in time for my sister's wedding like which i'm guessing is early afternoon i hope or maybe they're just having super early breakfast but i was like there's no way i mean santa barbara is it's not that far but it's at least an hour without traffic and Mm -hmm. then with traffic it's probably worse so (laughs) I yeah. don't know. That's more like a logistical sort of nitpick than like really a WTF than sure. anything. But, you know, I do appreciate them highlighting the PCH, Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. I refer to the nine West Coasters because uh, it is beautiful and it is great to drive and do that drive. And Santa Barbara is beautiful as well. So I did like that they highlighted that.
0: Yeah. Thinking back, there's not a lot of moments in cars where they're stuck in traffic.
1: Yeah. Which is not a big deal which is like, again, it's just like a little thing where I'm just like, ah, it's just, you know, nice Mm -hmm. that they kind of glossed over it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So what are your thoughts on the ending? It was all right. Like. (laughs) I love that reaction. You know, I mean, I mean,
1: okay. So to put this in perspective, I watched this with my girlfriend who is admittedly a fan of rom-coms and to show you like how, how much I stand by my rating. She got bored and stopped watching about halfway through the movie. Mm. So like, even it was with a rom-com person, they didn't even want to finish this movie, which I think is very telling, telling, mm-hmm. but the ending itself was, you know, it made sense. It, it's good. I, I did sort of like the build up to it. It sort of ended nicely. I did think the whole, like, Oh, like if you come any closer, I'm not going to let you go. Sort of thing was like, I don't yep. know about <laughs> like, it, it was a very like, you know, eye rolling moment. And it's just also not, the delivery wasn't particularly great for Maston mm-hmm. Kutcher. Like Natalie Portman, you know, handled that well. I thought it was good. Um, I did enjoy the sort of like book ending with like opening with a funeral in the beginning, but then ending it with going to a wedding, sort of like mm. happy to sad. So I did enjoy that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, it's just,
0: eh, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think there was, I mean, it's a quick evolution of Emma's character
1: yes very quick so
0: that's kind of my gripe against it I guess yeah Adam's line I mean (laughs) I didn't cry but I I clutched my like chest I was like oh my gosh this is so sweet I was
1: gonna ask I was like I really hope that moment didn't make you cry it is that that is not (laughs) worthy of tears it is not worthy of your tears Michelle
0: (laughs) it was cute it was really sweet it was very contrived that that dialogue but you know I'm here for it. This is what I live for. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you. I love it and I hate it at the same time.
1: I did enjoy the fact that that Shira was like kind of like macking on, you know, that that Harvard douchebag guy who was the yes. one who was like talking. well oh, that smacked to Adam before, and when they were doing that like that park scene. So it was. I, I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And then I especially enjoyed the credits where he like goes into like the the closet or whatever <laughs> with the gay roommate. That with was gay pretty gay great roommate. too. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> You know, so I did appreciate like the end credit scene. I always love those little snippets. Yeah. But I want to gripe on the actual scene where Emma and Adam run towards the wedding venue and the camera's just on them and Emma's like, "Well, what do we do now?" or "What happens now?" and they they hold hands. Yes. So, I have kind of a pet peeve I th- I think of <laughs> movies ending with, "What do we do now?" <laughs>
1: Is it the open-endedness of it, or is it just the the cliche of like, oh, what do we do now?
0: <laughs> I think it's the cliche-ness of it, but it's okay. always like the girl and the woman who's like, hey, boy, hey, man, what what do we do now? <laughs> and the man is just like, we'll say something really stupid or just have nothing to add a value. I mean, it is true that he holds her hand, you know, whatever. But like, I just don't like that this is how it ends. I actually would have preferred it ending maybe at the breakfast scene where they're talking about rules for their actual relationship and it just ending on that kind of note. And then with the end credits, fine. But I just didn't love that weird wedding moment. And then what do we do now?
1: I oddly am okay with that, though, because... Cause I sort of feel like it's just like, they're just sort of opening up to the possibility of it. I think if they had tried to end it with the breakfast scene, it would have felt a little too abrupt. And then there Mm. would have been too many things like left hanging. So you do need to complete the cycle of like, Oh, we're going to go to this other family function now like as a couple as whereas before he was just sort of a random guy that she invited which i guess again was also very strange to me that probably qualifies as a wtf like why did she invite him to the funeral like that was that was really weird <laughs> Do you need, can you come
0: with me to this stupid family thing? Yeah, so it's
1: just so weird. And then also just not giving it a heads up and he just shows up in his UMish hoodie because obviously he doesn't know what's going on, but it's also right. just sort of like why. And then she's like, okay, thanks for staying, but I'm never going to see you again. It's like, wait, what? Like, mm. it's just very, yeah, ugh, I, I didn't yeah. follow that. But I think if you're going to do that and have that sort of like funeral opening, then I think having it end with the wedding makes more sense.
0: Yeah, I think I would have. I get that. That makes sense. But the what do we do now? I just did not need that.
1: <laughs> no, I think that's that's a fair thing. <laughs> I think that that is like it's a reasonable gripe. I will. I can't argue that.
0: What do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> it just
1: bothers you so,
0: so much. It's so help Like it's a helpless thing. and. You know, Emma's not a helpless person. And right. not to say that people can't ask that question. It's just what kind of answer is supposed to happen to that question?
1: It's like enjoy the moment or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think you just like, you can end it with something other sort of a cliche. That's the only way to end that.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Ugh, fine, whatever. It is what it is.
1: It is what it is.
0: Who is your favorite character?
1: Okay, so I literally put <laughs> Lucy until the end in capital letters cuz like I was like why? Like yeah. Come on. You were she had built up all this goodwill during the movie and then they completely destroyed it with that one little snippet at the end. Mm. It's like ah cuz at the end you almost feel bad for her because it's like, you know, she has sort of done all the right things, said all the right things, like they kind of are almost ending up together and then like, you know, circumstances out of her control happen and that's why you know, it doesn't end up working out, so you feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. But then they, she does that, and you're like, "Oh, never mind." I don't feel better. They're like, "She sucks." Like, why? Why would you do that? I don't. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my other two were uh, Eli and Patrice because they mm-hmm. have like the most sort of wholesome relationship throughout the whole thing. Though I will admit, when they were going through, I thought Eli was gonna like end up being gay at the end and was gonna end up with the gay roommate. That was like my other sort of oh. thing because it just sort of felt like he. I don't know, it just sort of felt like he was almost trying too hard to be bro with Adam and with, with Wallace, and so it just didn't jive yeah. with me but i'm like okay like he ends up with patrice and like he's very sweet to her and all that and obviously like his his dad's raised him well that's why he's so like thoughtful about like opening the door for her and all that mm-hmm. uh, i did think that scene where she sort of plays that up where she's like oh no one's ever like do it again i was like you don't need to have this scene i don't understand <laughs> like the repeat is is unnecessary like you could have showed the scene where he like you know opens the door and like she's like oh wow and that's mm-hmm. it the whole do it again i'm like nah this is too long you ruined mm-hmm. it now
0: interesting i didn't agree with you until you said it but I, <laughs> yep. it didn't need to be repeated yeah uh, it could have easily just been like wow that was really really nice please do that all the time yeah but yeah for, i mean again we mentioned i don't feel as upset by lucy as you do uh she is my favorite character i agree with you that lake bell is underrated everything that she's in like the few things i've seen her in she always just brings the laughs for me
1: yeah i don't know if you ever watched this but there was a show she was on before boston legal which i Recently picked back up while I was discovering IMDb TV to watch this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, she,
0: she's on Boston Legal? Yeah, she
1: was on Boston Legal for the first season. Huh. And she was like, you know, it's kind of like the main squeeze of like uh, James Spader's character, Alan Shore. And then she kind of like unceremoniously gets, you know, she's like they break up for reasons that totally make sense on her end. And then she mm. just ends up getting fired. And then she sort of like just comes back in like a cameo. It's just like, ah, oh, just feels like they didn't do her justice because she's great.
0: Hmm, yeah. I love this just this quirky character that she plays where she talks so fast and she's kind of mumbling and she says everything that she's thinking out loud. Like when she and Adam are getting intimate, she's just like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And he's like, stop talking.
1: I of all people can appreciate somebody who talks quickly as, you know, we probably all know by now.
0: (laughs) But she, she... What else did she do? I'm trying to remember like some of the notable lines. She's like, "Is it weird that I got your address from your W-4?" Yes. Or, I'm she, so glad I wore a nice bra today. Like just really small things. That or the just... fact
1: that she like stayed on Valentine's Day, like while yes. we, Chase like, are having the date, she's just like sitting there like eating like on the couch, being like, "Oh hey, I was just waiting for you to come home and so interrupt good. this really romantic dinner."
0: <laughs> it's it was perfect for the character of Lucy. Yeah. Side note, when I thought of Lucy, I thought of all the characters on the show that they work on, like the teenagers. Yes. the, the random side character of Chuck, the Asian guy who's just taking oh, pictures gosh. of everybody, it cracked me up.
1: I felt bad for him. I I guess I just felt bad for that portrayal. I was just like, oh man, why does it have to be the Asian dude? That's mm. like also because like when he's like sending dick pics earlier. I'm like, we don't do yeah,
0: that. Yeah, no, I agree <sighs> with you. It's it's kind of a weird uh, line that he kind of toes, but. she she says fuck you chuck you're really talented but fuck you and she like throws the phone (laughs) she's like trying to be a disciplinarian but also just still be really supportive
1: yeah that's what i mean like her character is so like you know lovable likeable likeable and up until the end which is why it was so upsetting like
0: can't you see (laughs) i hear you i hear you like
1: she's like you know she's like catches the other actress like smoking she's like i'm not gonna chase you i'm not gonna chase you and then she
0: chases (laughs) chases her when she starts running away she's Uh, great i i again yeah i'm not that upset about the ending with her
1: it's like the only thing i got invested in was how great she was (laughs) and then they ruined that They couldn't even let me have that
0: yeah you're salty (sighs) so salty do you think the characters stay together
1: (sighs) i think so I mean, in terms of who wears the pants in the relationship, if we're going to use mm. that term, I sort of feel like Emma has the upper hand there a little bit just because she's not as uh, or at least doesn't seem as emotionally affected by things as he does. But I would like to think they do. I mean, there there is a cynical part of me that sort of feels like, oh, like what happens if he starts, you know, making it big because he has like the first episode and like what if he goes mm. on and sort of like it's all like hollywood and you know she's a doctor so she's very busy and so I, there there are some potential rough patches i see if they had ever thought remotely about making a sequel which clearly never yeah. ever ever gonna happen but if they had potentially like there was i guess sort of things they could have played with there yeah but yeah i mean i i literally put guess so uh, maybe mm.
0: <laughs> yeah to your point uh we're not We're not fully invested, right? Like this movie is just silly. For me, I just wrote Sure, why not? Only because (laughs) like I also (laughs) I couldn't really think of a reason why they wouldn't. I do think that it would be A tough relationship, as most relationships are, but they they both seem so far on different sides of the spectrum in terms of emotional availability. But I do think Emma is willing to give it a shot. She realizes she loves Adam and she wants to give this relationship a fair chance.
1: Yeah. I mean, she clearly is in love with him and he clearly loves her. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a good base. And they were friends before. So always a good base. But yeah, I mean, there, there there are potential difficulties that lie ahead.
0: For sure. Um, Thoughts on the soundtrack and the music of this movie?
1: Uh, I mean, the only real thought I had was I appreciated the period mix track. (laughs) (laughs) I love a good sort of like on-theme track list, so I I did enjoy that. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, I mean,
0: it it was fine, I guess.
1: (laughs) At least they didn't confuse Semisonic with Third Eye Blind. Yes, (laughs) I'm going to bring it up again.
0: (laughs) So you mentioned earlier that you when you were younger you were making a lot of mix cds oh yeah for sure what were that your was def- themes
1: no because i did like i remember like i made a workout mix for somebody and so i did mm. like a lot of like pump up stuff but i also did include like cool down music at the end of it for like you know when you're like stretching oh. after you're done like i thought the whole process through like i had it based off of like wow. tempo so like the beginning was like slower stuff that gradually got faster by the middle of the list and then by the end it was sort of like cooling down and it was about like an hour and a half long for like, you know, what a p- workout might be. So I yeah. thought these things through.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, you know, I like to put some thought into, you know, how I put these things together because like, mm-hmm. you know, it also, you know, cuz it was also like during the height of my radio days and so I was like just sort of up to my ears with like music all the time. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I mean that was kind of that was that was kind of my thing.
0: I actually responded pretty positively to the music of this movie okay mark ronson bang 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 that was a song that was heavily replayed at one point there's phoenix there's color me bad there's that acoustic-y version of 99 problems which i'd never heard before yeah and then yeah the period mix you gotta shout out
1: i wish when they had done actually wait when they did do that i can't remember did they cut straight to the ludicrous after that because that would have been Just so. Oh, interesting.
0: Uh, (laughs) I wish they had. I don't think they did. (laughs) It was. It It would have been so
1: funny if they were just like, "We're gonna do this acoustic version of a rap song, cut to (laughs) ludicrous."
0: Yeah, I just was surprised by how many notable songs there were in this movie. I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, the soundtrack was all right. I mean, again, I think that the period mix was was kind of the highlight for me, and then Mm -hmm. everyone was like, "Yeah, you know, it was fine."
0: Yeah. So this seems like a very pointless question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Is you clearly don't think this movie is beloved or popular, no.
1: but I think it's literally i mean, I think similar to like similarly with Friends with Benefits, it's only memorable because they're kind of like linked together for being the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was hilarious when they were like having dinner with Kevin Klein's character Alvin, and then he literally says, "Oh, yeah, we're friends with benefits. It's like, ah, that's funny. yeah, um but yeah, I mean, otherwise, yeah, it's not really particularly I guess it's like Natalie Portman's only rom-com but even then like I don't think people even remember that she was in this Mm -hmm. which is probably a good thing (laughs) this movie actually does feel like it's 10 years old it doesn't Mm. feel particularly like it's aged that well and so I'm just kind of like yeah yeah
0: yeah I I do think it's pretty forgettable it's not something that I think a lot of people will reach to rewatch. definitely not me And I remember I was watching this movie and Frank walked in the room. He was like, oh, you're watching this movie. Oh, yeah. Natalie Portman's really hot in this. And that was like all he had to say.
1: I mean, that's pretty much all the takeaway is from this. Because, again, like she was on the list for a reason. I wonder if does Frank have a freebie five?
0: Uh, Not that I know of.
1: I wouldn't expect him to.
0: We haven't really talked about (laughs) that, to be honest (laughs) with you.
1: (laughs) It's not something that my girlfriend likes to talk about either. I mean, it's not really a thing, obviously. Like, it's not, like, a real thing. It's a thing in the sense that you have a list, but, like, in terms of actually honoring, like, the thing of it, like, no one, I don't think people actually honor it. But, I mean, Natalie Portman for a while was, like, I had a huge crush on Natalie Portman. But
0: Yeah, I think Natalie Portman was a moment for a lot of men because of Star Wars. (laughs) Not even for
1: Star Wars,
0: though. Oh, really? No, because, like, actually in
1: Star Wars, she was... Very forgettable, but it's just like everything else. Cause I think, like, she was, I mean, I liked her a lot in uh, V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, like, closer to that was a good one. But yeah, it actually surprisingly is not because of Star Wars. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay.
0: I thought that, that would have been why. Cause a lot of guys are aged.
1: She's not great in Star Wars, to be honest. Sure. That's
0: fair. Who else is on your free 5
1: Well, if we're going from before, like, Mila Kunis was on it and Jessica Alba was also on it. And mm-hmm. I think Kate. Beck and Sale was on, was the last one. It's Got been a it. while since I've thought about it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I think in general, yeah, I don't, yeah, I think Natalie Portman, the fascination Natalie Portman is, I think she's one of the few that actually seems like she's attractive, but she also seems intelligent too. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just looks with her. So I think that's what's so appealing about her. Yeah. But no, that is funny that that was Frank's first. That's like, oh, Natalie Portman's really hot. <laughs>
0: Well, because I don't really think of Natalie Portman equals hot. You know, I think yes. Natalie Portman equals like a classy, smart woman yes. to me. So to hear her being described as hot, I was like, Oh, yeah, she's actually beautiful in this movie, as I mentioned before. But yeah. yeah, I don't think of Natalie Portman as like this sex symbol. I think to me she's very this very much this grounded woman who's incredibly smart and talented and And
1: she didn't use a butt double. Also respectable.
0: Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go but we don't really see her full butt as opposed to we do no i mean it's very
1: brief i think but like it's the fact that she like you know it's just like i'm just gonna do this i know they like in in, like interviews and stuff she talked about like i think both of them had talked about how it's just it was really awkward filming all the sex or like the Mm -hmm. like that that whole like sex montage which is very you know rom-commy but they talked about how it was like very awkward doing that whole montage thing and i'm like oh i get it that makes sense
0: (laughs) yeah that doesn't sound fun filming sex scenes So you mentioned that you don't think this movie's aged particularly well. Was there anything to add to that?
1: Um, I mean, not really. I mean, I think, I guess if we were going to, like, I guess to jump ahead, but talking about, like, if it were going to be, like, remade today, like, I don't Mm -hmm. think there would be anything done particularly differently. I mean, I guess the only thing is, like, maybe how the sort of, like, you know, like, the gay roommate and the gay parents were portrayed, maybe, like, I guess. But I didn't think they were portrayed all that negatively or in a weird Mm -hmm. way, but... That's sort of the only real gripe that could potentially uh be changed. Like, yeah. I mean the, the whole the holiday party thing was a little weird. Just cause yeah, if she was that drunk and sort of like hitting another doctor, I feel like there that would have been a lot more awkward or yeah. at least repercussions for it, maybe possibly. Right. I did enjoy the fact that she totally ditched that guy though.
0: She played her pretty good drunk. Yeah. Take me to Adam's house. The cab driver's like, where's that? She goes, it's where Adam lives. Just take me there. <laughs> but
1: then she ended up there somehow. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, she played it pretty well, I thought.
1: Yeah, she did everything pretty well.
0: Yeah, for me, I think that is this movie's aged. In terms of being politically correct, I don't think it's aged pretty bad. Right. I just got a kick out of the old iPhones. This is probably like generation <laughs> one or two or something like that. It's yeah. probably,
1: yeah, very close. It's either they had one or two.
0: And then there was a random line that on the date that they go on, Adam has an itinerary. Yes, and Emma's like, "Ooh, Google Maps!" Like he printed out the Google Map directions. (laughs) That was not lost on me because I remember those days where we were driving and you'd have to print out. You have to print out everything. I was gonna say it was MapQuest
1: or Google Maps. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, it was MapQuest first, and then once Google Maps came out, they're like, everyone's like, "Yeah, we're done with MapQuest now."
0: (laughs) I love it. I don't know where our lives would be without GPS.
1: I mean, I try to avoid using GPS too much just because I like to learn like, where I'm going. Oh, okay. So like, I'll do it for like the first time I'm going to a place and then maybe the second time. And then after that, I don't. Good for you. I mean, my girlfriend is the opposite. She will do it every single time, all the time. doesn't matter yeah. how, long, how many times she's gone to the place. But I'm like, no. I, once I learn this thing, like, you learn mm. routes and you just commit it to memory.
0: I think that's a good exercise. I'm trying to do that. It's hard though.
1: I was gonna say, like, how often do you need to drive though?
0: <laughs> well, now that I live in the burbs, I drive a lot more.
1: I was gonna say, that is, that is, now you actually have to do that. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> I'm just glad you have a license because I know a lot of people who don't, who like, yeah. just, who live in the city for so long, they just don't no. learn to drive. And I'm like, why? Why are you depriving yourself of the skill?
0: It's hard though. It's different. I get that. It's, it's very different to drive in the city than not in the city. And you don't need a car. You really don't need a car. Yeah, but then what happens when you need
1: to rent a car? You're like, oh, hope somebody who is coming on this trip who knows how to drive.
0: Yep. I know a lot of people who just don't drive because they just haven't driven in 10 plus years because they haven't had to. So I usually am the default driver.
1: I can tell you those people aren't going to make it out of the zombie apocalypse if that happens.
0: (laughs) Yes, agree. (laughs) So I have a few trivia points. There wasn't actually that much I could find. Yeah. You mentioned some already throughout, so I'll just share some new ones. The song that Kevin Klein performed for Adam's birthday was actually written and composed by Kevin Klein. Classic. This movie came out about a month before Natalie Portman won the Oscar for Black Swan. <laughs> which is interesting timing. <laughs> which is just so
1: like that just composition is just so funny to me. It's like, oh yes, I'm gonna win this classy word, but I'm also gonna be in this really bad rock
0: Cop. Yep. <laughs> I think you know this who knew when this movie was actually filmed it yeah, was probably no, way before it's just the way that hollywood works release dates are kind of a weird thing and my last point of trivia is that this movie came out at the same time as the green hornet oh my
1: gosh the green <laughs> hornet oh uh.
0: which i actually haven't seen but i know it's not good
1: it's really not good because seth rogan should not be in that movie it's also mm. just a waste of jay chow
0: it's unfortunate
1: Yeah, because I remember when they were filming that in L.A., because one of my friends was was actually a body double for him on that movie. Hmm. And so, like, I actually had a chance where I could have potentially played basketball with him, but I couldn't make it. And I was really sad. Womp. I know.
0: That would have been fun. But that's all the trivia I have.
1: The only other point I will say is there are a surprising number of people in this movie who have been in comic book movies. Like Natalie Portman obviously has been in Thor, Thor 2, V for Vendetta. Jake Johnson was in into the Spider-Verse. So he did a voice. So mm-hmm, it's kind of mm-hmm. cheating. And then uh, Ophelia Loveabond, who plays who plays Vanessa. Vanessa, yeah. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, she was in she was Karina. She was like the the collector's assistant, the purple yeah, yeah, chick. Yeah. But I think that's like the only other thing that she's been in. Uh, she doesn't really have much of her IMDb. And then uh, Olivia Thurlby, who plays um, Natalie Portman's sister, uh, she was in Dread also. The second trip oh. with Carl Urban.
0: I just know her from Juno. She was Juno's best friend.
1: I actually know her from Dread first. Oh, realized. okay. I forgot she was in this movie and I was like, oh, right, her.
0: Right. See, that's why Like, this movie was uh, in, quote unquote interesting. It was just like, oh, I've seen this person before. I've seen this person before. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: And Lake Bell actually does the voice for Poison Ivy on the Harley Quinn series now, the animated one. So,
0: Oh, wow. You did doing... some deep research on this. I
1: didn't have to do deep research. I just know <laughs> these things because I'm a crazy person. And also just because like I love comic movies so much. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this person, this person, and this person. I
0: love it. The only it's not really trivia, but Elizabeth Merriweather, who wrote this screenplay for this movie, is the creator of New Girl, oh, the Zoe Deschanel show. Totally which also sense. featured Jake Johnson. Yes. Shout out Jake Johnson.
1: Also Ivan Reitman he was the director of the movie and he played the director of the show in the movie. Yes, too.
0: yes, yes. That I was did, also I funny. Did when see when that I saw
1: as that well. I was like, Oh hey, double cameo. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think we can wrap it up. Do you have any last takes before we sign off?
1: I still think this is not as good as Friends with Benefits. I'm gonna stand by that <laughs> take. I understand. I think the only point of why I understand that you don't like this or you like this movie more than Friends with Benefits is because Friends with Benefits calls out rom coms. Mm. That's like the only point.
0: I think that is a really big point for me though. No, it's, it's fine. I, that's
1: it's why I'm point. not arguing with it because I'm like, okay, fine. Like I get that. Give given your affinity for rom coms, obviously. I'm not gonna fight you on that because yeah. like it makes sense (laughs) thanks john i'm understanding i get it i just yeah i I was fine watching the other movies and i felt fine afterwards after i watched this movie i was just like oh gosh i'm never watching that again (laughs)
0: you're so angry (laughs) so angry well friends with benefits is now on netflix
1: i know after we watched it thanks a lot netflix
0: (laughs) so no Screens attached you and i both watched free on imdb tv free plug
1: free for the sponsor just saying
0: (laughs) Which I'm kind of curious to, yeah, explore their different offerings. They were actually a
1: surprising amount. So if anything, IMDb TV, you should think No Strings Attached because I discovered your service (laughs) thanks to that movie (laughs) and found Boston Legal and some other stuff that's on there, which is surprising.
0: I love it. I love it. Who knew? IMDb TV is the the winner of this.
1: Feel free to sponsor. (laughs) Just, you know, throwing it out there for you.
0: Yeah, I don't have any last takes. I don't think I'm going to rewatch this one anytime soon either. But I still maintain that this movie's better—a scotch better than *Friends with Benefits*.
1: Because of the one thing, that's the mm-hmm. only reason. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a good reason.
1: Hey, again, it's your—it's a good reason for you, which is why I'm like, okay, fine. But *Friends with Benefits* all the way. Just saying.
0: Love it. Okay. Well, thanks so much, John. We'll—we'll we'll talk again soon. I'm sure.
1: Yes, for sure. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Thanks to all tuning in to another episode of Romcom Weekly. Please follow us on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we would love to hear from you. What would you rate this movie on a scale from one to 10? We'll chat with you again next week. Bye.